Why do people start off losing pound after pound and burning a whole bunch of fat, but then it's like your body adapts and all that fat loss just slows down? Not only does it slow down, but for many people it comes to a complete halt. This is known as a plateau, and in today's video I want to talk about the best form of cardio to break through one of these plateaus. First I want to make it clear that cardio isn't always the solution to break through a plateau. However, if you've been doing weight training correctly and following a proper diet plan, then this video is going to help you drastically if you find yourself stuck. Okay, let's dive into starting first with purpose. What's the purpose of cardio as it relates to fat loss? Sure, it helps your entire cardiovascular and your respiratory system, which is great for your health, but as far as it relates to fat loss, cardio is primarily used to create a bigger calorie deficit. I think we can all agree that if we can burn twice the amount of calories from one form of cardio as opposed to another, then that one that burns more calories in the same amount of time and possibly even continues burning calories after we're actually done with the workout, that would be the best for fat loss. So now the question becomes, what factors affect the amount of calories you burn out of your cardio workout? I'm going to list these out to you and they're, they're not in any particular order. The first one is how many joints you have involved in the movement. Now, this isn't based on my opinion. Study after study shows that multi-joint training will burn more calories than let's say focusing on just a single joint. The second factor is are you sitting or are you standing? Now I'm not saying that cycling can't be a super effective form of cardio, but again, this is a fact. You will automatically be burning less calories when sitting rather than standing. Of course, this is without intensity factored into the equation, which is the third and the most important factor. Intensity, so how intense are your cardio workouts? You've probably heard of HIIT training. It stands for High Intensity Interval Training and is known to be able to burn far more calories in a shorter amount of time. I want you guys to understand how and why this happens. It comes down to one main difference between HIIT and steady state cardio type training and that's intensity. By working harder for even a shorter period of time, you're going to wind up burning more calories than a lot of the people not working quite as hard for a lot longer of a duration. Also, typically the recovery process will require a lot more energy from a higher intensity workout than from a lower intensity, longer duration workout. And again, energy is calories. This is what's often referred to as the afterburn effect. So these are the three factors we want to strive for. We want, to, we want a high intensity, multi-joint cardiovascular workout that can be performed on our feet for the maximum amount of calories burned, ultimately leading to the maximal amount of fat loss. Now with these principles in mind, we want to figure out what the best form of cardio is. Let's start with the most common type of cardio, jogging. Based on our principles, jogging is really only focused on your hip joint and on your knee joint. So I wouldn't call it multi-joint training exactly. Of course, this is totally different than sprinting. In a sprint, your whole body is involved in the movement. But just for this example, let's talk about steady state jogging that I see people doing all the time at the park and at the gym. It's performed on our feet, so that's a step in the right direction. However, the intensity that's required for jogging it's pretty low, so you're going to have to commit quite a lot of time. When we compare jogging to an activity like swimming or hitting a boxing bag, which not only is a multi-joint workout, but also incorporates both aerobic and anaerobic systems, and boxing is also typically performed at a high intensity by doing rounds or intervals where you throw in some breaks. When you compare that to jogging, the interval type boxing workout is going to burn a lot more calories. Now, when we compare boxing to running, which is a more intense form of jogging, or especially sprinting, with sprinting, you can destroy the amount of calories that you would burn from hitting a heavy bag or most cardio workouts. 
In fact, to come close to the amount of calories burnt by sprinting, you would have to do some intense sparring. Once again though, with boxing, if you were standing there playing patty cakes on the bag, then you would have probably been better off just going for a jog. Same thing with swimming, if you're just floating around in the pool, you're wasting your time. And this goes for everything, including things that you would assume to be really exhausting like wrestling, right? Playing hockey or football or basketball. If you're just messing around, you would have been way better off just jogging. This points to the fact that the true biggest factor out of the three is intensity. The best way to set up your cardio workouts for maximum intensity is by setting up an interval. Intervals can range from 15 seconds on all the way to 5 minutes on, and the rest interval will typically range between 30 seconds to 90 seconds off. So a very simple example would be to do a sprint for 60 seconds on and then rest for 60 seconds. Repeat that 10 times, and as long as you put your maximum effort into each one of those sprints, I promise you, you're not going to find a much better cardio workout. Now, this doesn't exclusively apply to running. If you want to do the stair stepper, I think that's a great idea. I think it's a great cardio machine, and I also think that you can get a far better workout on the stair stepper by setting up intervals. Maybe a minute of more aggressive, a more aggressive pace, and then 30 seconds of a slower pace. And again, guys, these intervals are not set in stone, so if you have to take a longer break interval, then you can totally do that. Just keep in mind that the point is progression, and even though we're not lifting weights with cardio, our form of progression would be to increase work intervals and decrease the rest intervals while still maintaining that high intensity. Again, this same type of training can be applied to swimming, wrestling, boxing, cycling, rowing. The awesome thing is that intensity and the amount of joints that you work will go hand in hand. So just by upping the intensity on the rowing machine, you're going to start to incorporate a lot more of your trunk and your spinal muscles and your entire body is going to get involved in the movement. Whereas if you're just sitting there messing around, right, we're just messing around, your intensity is at a low level and on top of that you're probably just working your upper back and your arms, uh, if you're lucky. So again, to recap, intensity is king and there are a couple ways you can increase it. You could increase speed, you can decrease stability, add environmental factors like hills, which you can actually also add on the treadmill in the form of an incline. There's actually multiple machines you could add an incline. Also, you can strive for multi-joint training because those workouts will typically automatically increase intensity. And unless you plan to do a seated activity at a very high intensity, you're most likely going to be better off sticking to the intense cardio workouts that can be done on your feet. That's it, guys. I really hope this video has helped you out. For more information on how you can change up your diet program and your weight training and your cardio workouts, visit my website, gravitytransformation.com. I'll see you guys soon. Pump it.